Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. to the Horror Hangout podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. It's Mr. Ben Errington. It's Christmas Ben Errington. How's it going? It's Christmas Ben Errington. I'm feeling Have you yeah. got your Christmas up? Your Christmas package up? Trees? Lights? Uh, Baubles are hanging nicely. Ooh, uh, got, a few, got a few lights, but not too many. I uh, don't want to overdo it, you know. Um, yeah. Quite minimalist, I think, when it comes to Christmas. Just the I mean... one fairy light. <laughs> you have to <laughs> squint your eyes to see it. <laughs> one fairy light, and the game is find out where it is. It could be anywhere. It's not in my about my person at all. It's, it's, it's in the room. It's under my t-shirt. I've got <laughs> one. On, I've got one on each nipple. <laughs> How about yourself? How about yourself? Yeah, same. I went for the nipples as well. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Very nice, Prince Albert. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, there are some houses around here, like South Bristol, that have yeah. gone to town. Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> I dr- I dread to think what their electricity bill would be. It must be through the bloody roof. It's like Blackpool Illuminations over yeah. there. I like I like it. When people get that into it. It's nice, but also yeah. I think Santa might be like it's a bit garish. Going to yeah. avoid that one. Santa might be like, oh God, trying to show me up. Uh, if I turn up, people might think I'm part of the display and somehow, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to don't overdo it. Uh, Santa though, oh, he's got a lot on, a lot to do. Yeah, do you think you've... deliver Spider-Man <laughs> spoilers to naughty kids. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> deliver them straight into the eyes of naughty kids via Instagram posts and stuff. I mean, I just got I just got to a point where I was kind of like scrolling on Instagram, but like kind of with my eyes half closed. So I'd be like, oh, oh, oh look naughty. 
Look at that. I've <laughs> definitely the, the I've scroll definitely been of the naughty child. The scroll <laughs> of the naughty, naughty boy. Uh, no, Andy Conduit Turner this week. Um, he is otherwise engaged. He's got other things on, which I think is just rude. As someone who's taken a couple of days off recently, uh, I think it's completely fine. I think it's admirable. Yeah, that's true, actually. Either. Yeah, I think I think I need to have, I need to request some time off in January. Actually, I know it's quite late. I've left it quite late, Luke. I'm sorry. Shall I put it in the official <laughs> in the official put an official request form? We we only do we'll do half shifts over Christmas anyway. Just do the first half of the podcast and then clock out. To be fair, when this when the recording of this podcast came around, I was definitely in the mindset where I'd kind of forgotten about weekly podcast responsibilities. Yeah, it's because this time of the year, it's I don't know everything's gone to part. I don't know what what I need to do, what I'm on holiday for. Are you already eating like large chocolate, large doses of chocolate for breakfast? <laughs> no, but it's the temptation is there. It's always yeah. there. But the Christ- yeah. Christmas meets. It's still, again, I'm, 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 enjoy- I'm trying not to get into it because I know once I start, that's it. There's no going yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've got to give yourself a nice portion of time. I mean, I've, I've literally, I've actually got time off work for a good portion of time over Christmas, which I don't think I've, I've ever had in my adult life. You know, that's not a sob story. That is just the way it is. This is his uh, X Factor story. It's my X Factor sob story. This guy's work. never had a Christmas. He's never experienced Christmas. He's only ever had coal. <laughs> In his stocking. Well, that'd be handy, you know, fossil fuels in, the, in these uncertain times. <laughs> Good yeah. to have a back backup of, you know, never know what's going to happen. Brexit. One day you wake up, there won't be any gas or electric. I'm Where's being depressed. Gone? Can't see it. Where's all that bloody gas gone? You've used it all. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, you, um, I've got some horror news. <laughs> I just sort of jumped straight in because it's unusual for me to have horror news. Well, right. sort of horror news. Oh, um, it's bloody disgusting. Uh, have put out their top ten best horror games of 2021. Oh, have you seen an it? Of, an official list. Um, I did see the post, but I didn't look in great detail at it. So, hit me. Okay, so the first one, number ten, is a game I've not heard of called Tormented Souls. Don't know what oh, that yeah. is. You know what that is. No, I don't know what that is. Look, looking at the screenshot though, that looks like it could be any number of games from this year. I thought it was Resident Evil. That screenshot looks like Resident Evil Eight. Yeah, it does. Um, the next one, number nine, Returnal, which I really want to play, but it looks really hard, so I probably won't yeah. have to play it. And it's P- PS Five only as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I not bloody made of money. Um, um, no. Greg from the Enigmatic Crew was saying that it's got like some pt vibes at times which is weird when you look at the game it doesn't look like that but apparently yeah. it has got some haunted scary bits interesting uh back for blood is the next one i've not played that uh but it's like a yeah. left for dead faux remake there's yeah. some indie horror games here blood wash in okay. sound mind what are these games that he's made them up sunshine manor that's not a real one <laughs> I've heard that that's the only one I've heard of out of those three, Sunshine Manor. It's because Sunshine Manor is like a sort of um eight bit thing, isn't it? If it looks, a bit... looks about looks about a seven or eight bit, yeah. Yeah, it's got seven or eight bits going on there. <laughs> uh okay. 
So Resident Evil 8 places fourth. Is this like a ranked list, though? Because it just says 10 best. Maybe you could oh, maybe put, not. Yeah. put them in any order you like in your head. I think for me, maybe because this is the only one I've played of this entire list, Resident Evil 8 <laughs> is my number <laughs> yeah, one. <laughs> it's the only one. It's, well, exactly. Um, so I think the only hot is I played Resident Evil Village. I did play Alan Wake Remastered, which probably counts. It's got a count, isn't it? Is a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. any any other horror games I've played this year have all been from years years gone by. So yeah. Well, the last but, two the, the last two on, on this list are two that I, I do really want to play. There's one called Mundown, which yeah. is a first person perspective uh, horror. Mm. And it's like a survival uh, walking simulator sort of game, but the art style it's made to look like creepy pencil illustrations, and it. Have you yeah. seen any footage of it? I mean, you can't really tell from the screenshot. No, but when you you're can. looking at um, characters and stuff, um, yeah, they look like little pencil drawings that come that to does life. That's like interesting, isn't it? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. And the last one is in Scripture, which is a. I played by a guy called Daniel Mullins. This game's doing really well. Um, it's like a horror card game, a deck builder uh, card yeah. game. Um, he did a game jam version of this a couple of years ago called Sacrifices Must Be Made. It's like a 10 minute long game. And I thought it was one of the best games I played that year. The, the atmosphere was so creepy and so weird and, and unusual. And this is like, it's like he's built that out, that that engine out into a full, full yeah. game. So I really want to play this at some point. Cool. Yeah. yeah what about you? Good. Any, any good... top horror games? that you can think of this year well i think i think smart. resident evil resident evil village is d- definitely up there everybody i've known who's played it has, has had a good time uh it didn't win anything i don't think at the game awards which is unfortunate i think but you know just kind yeah. of happens doesn't it uh i don't think many other horror games are kind of nominated but i really enjoyed alan wake and i uh, remastered and i'm looking forward to playing alan wake 2 def- different sort of atmosphere and apparently alan wake 2 is going to be more survival horror yeah. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that. Um, I don't know what else I've played. Uh, do, do you know what? I need to finish. And I, I say finish, I'm probably just going to start it again. The Blair Witch PS4 game. Because I never... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I never finished that. So I need to go back to it, I think. Um, I did pick up a couple of games recently. So I picked up... Um, when I say picked up old games. So I picked up House of the Dead Overkill on PS3. And also uh, Doom Free on ps3 just some pickups at like some secondhand shops um two games so doom free i think i played a bit of but I, f- I managed to find a copy of it with like the bfg edition which has obviously got some additional content um so yeah i think i'm going to give that a, i know it's completely different they've tried to go for the dark narrow corridors and survival horror stuff rather than the big ridiculous yeah. over the top guns and stuff you're like so, a big you're you're a doom guy now aren't you would you say you, you're yeah, a Doom guy? I think I'd say I'm a Doom guy. I mean, to be fair, you know, you know, we get like the end of year stats from yeah. PlayStation. I'd be very surprised if there's anything other than Doom Eternal. I've really played so many hours into that, not just the main game, but also the DLC as well. It's probably one of the games that's got the most like replayability factor, the biggest replayability factor. Mm-hmm. I think of any game I've ever played because I'm very much, when I reach a limit with a game, that is it. There's no going back. I know, right? That's the limit. As soon as I realize that... Um, oh, like the, okay. the mo- that's the most amount of enjoyment you're going to get out of this game. For example, if I complete a game, if I finish a game and then I think, right, 
I'm going to go back and do everything, get every trophy, for example. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. If, if I get to a point where I'm like, I'm definitely not enjoying this anymore, I've, I've reached the limit, then I will just put it down. There's no like, I don't push past through the, the pain of it, essentially. I will just stop. Um, but yeah, yeah. Doom, Doom Eternal, I've, I've never reached that moment. Um, and even now, like I, I recently deleted it from my console just because I was like, right, just go, just go play something else. Because I think when I see the little thumbnail of it, I'm like, oh, could just have a few minutes on that, see if I can get a better score. <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially with this horde mode, which came with the latest update, it's got so much to do, and it's such a, such a like competitive nature to it, and there's so many things to unlock that it's just addictive yeah so even though that didn't come out this year that probably is i mean you'd say horror it's horror to a degree there are definitely some creepy sections and the demon designs are pretty terrifying at times yeah it's definitely horror tinged horror favored horror flinched um, did um little nightmares 2 came out this year i think i'm yeah. surprised that's not been mentioned on more lists because yeah. i mean it i mean i know it's maybe I don't know, is it? It's not, I wouldn't say it's like a children's game, but it's got children's vibes. But I mean, yeah. that's what adds to the kind of creepiness. And there's a bit mm. in the Little Nightmares too that I think <clears> is was extremely scary with the, um, if you anyone's played at the hospital with the mannequins and stuff. Um, have you played Little Nightmares too? Uh, not myself. I've watched my nephew play a little bit of it. I watched him play through a section where you had to put like a, uh, like, doll's head on your head and sort of run through a section to try and pretend you were i'm a dolly as well which is pretty, Don't which is pretty bit, cool yeah. i think that was number two uh, but i've played a bit of number one but i've never i don't think i've ever sat down and really tried to play through it um oh i guess i played inside this year for the first time you'd say that's got horror vibes yeah, to a degree yeah. i guess sci-fi horror weird arty vibes yeah my favorite um, genre <laughs> Lovely genre. Did what? What did you finish recently? Was that horror? Uh, uh, I don't know. What did I finish? Um, played Death's Door. Door. Yeah, that's it. Not really, not really horror. Not at really all. horror. No. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, this. Have you got any other news before we move on to? Recent... The only other news. So the only other news I've got is it's the twenty fifth anniversary of Scream, and I think that's today or yesterday, um, which is nice. <laughs> very exciting i think obviously the new screen movie will be out next month let's hope that any more restrictions in the uk don't affect our chances of seeing it in on the big screen um so 14th of january and i think screams social media have been posting behind the scenes stuff and also a tribute to wes craven as well mm -hmm. uh which is nice so i'm gonna go and have a look at all of that stuff share some stuff um can't believe it's been 25 years i remember getting it on vhs i remember watching it on vhs renting it from the video shop so i didn't go to cinema to watch it i was too little um and that striking image the white cover with drew barrymore's face on it is drew barrymore isn't it it is yeah and I, yeah uh, i saw some like behind the scenes making of bits of that poster and uh, so like what is okay. it like they, they moved I don't know, I'll try and find it. But basically, they kind of recreated half of the face. Like, they kind of removed the bottom half. I'll try and Got find you. it. I'll, I'll give it a quick Google now. Okay. Yeah, so all I'm saying is that that VHS cover is so, like, iconic. And I just remember seeing it in the big chunk, the big chunky spine 
uh, not Drew Barrymore, the video, the big, the big chunky spine of that VHS tape is like with the with the letters in red, yeah, so prominent. Like, I mean, for me, because of the age I was and that, had more of an effect on me than Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, any other horror really. So for me, it's like the OG, yeah, um, slasher series. So very looking, very much looking forward to the the new movie and uh i'll celebrate the 25th anniversary by uh what will i do go to a video shop um put my head through uh <laughs> put my head for a cat flap just for a laugh you know <laughs> maybe try and squeeze for a cat flap just to test myself just see if i can do it and if i do reward myself on christmas day with a lovely uh mince pie don't like mince pies cheesecake full cheesecake I meant to I never used to, but then, uh, well, I don't know. Then, you, then I did. Then you then grew I did. up. <laughs> uh, the only other bit of news I've got, unless you were going to tell me anything more about nope. it. Well. I've nope. sent you the, uh, the link to that thing. Okay, cool. We'll have a little look. Um, the only other thing is that, so horror adjacent, not really horror, but I guess it's based on, uh, sorry, it's by a director who's had horror movies, Robert Eggers' new movie, The Northman, oh, yeah. released a trailer this week. A violent Viking epic. Uh, cast looks solid, you know. Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, Bjork. Also, Clay's Bang. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, Clay's Bang. The guy who played Dracula in the BBC adaptation. It looks mm. like he's playing the big bad. Looks like he's playing the villain. I thought for a second, I was like, is that... What's this, the guy who plays Saul in Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad? Oh, God, his name's completely evaded me. I thought it was him for a second. I was like, what on earth? That's a strange casting. And then I watched the trailer again. I was like, oh, no, it's the guy who plays Dracula. Very similar faces. Very similar faces. I was uh, I was confused for a second. But this looks amazing, you know. I mean, my hype for this, was, I didn't know anything about it. So I was like, well, I'm not hugely hyped for it because as an actor, I think The Witch is amazing. Lighthouse is amazing. But, you know, it's, it's one it's a difficult film to sort of always get on board with i, I did enjoy it um this looks bob odenkirk yeah, bob this, odenkirk is who i'm thinking of this looks a bit more normal doesn't it in a weird this way looks yeah it does look a bit more normal i mean there's some cre- the visuals look insane it almost looks like uh was it like a, it looks like an assassin's creed by by way of looks like there's definitely some science fiction Oh, sorry, not some science fiction, but from some sort of supernatural elements mm. happening in it as well. I'm pretty sure there's like a shrunken head in one scene. And Bjork looks like some kind of, I guess, witch, shaman. Yeah, of course she does. <laughs> of course she <laughs> Of course she bloody does. I um, has uh, got braces and that. <laughs> yeah, got it, it reminds me a little bit of the vibe of Senua's Sacrifice, Hellblade. Did you ever play that one? Uh, no, I didn't. But See, that, um, that's a really good... A lot about that really enjoyed that game like the vibe of it is uh is awesome yeah so it's it's written by um i think the person a novelist i believe is it sion sion that you say his name or her sorry i actually genuinely don't know unless i've only read anything i think he's a icelandic poet um and i think it's the film is loosely based on one of his works okay yeah i believe the northman uh, that's really good that's really good just trying to see what's uh, i think it's probably based on vikings right i think that's the vibe they're going for it's gotta be based on some of them vikings isn't it (laughs) 
Gotta be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is pretty much that for horror news for pre-Christmas horror news. So have you seen anything you want to talk about? I mean, I mean, uh, went to watch um, the Spooderman, Spider-Man. Yeah. Not far from home. Not home, home. Not home, home alone. Made dinner. What's those fun called? It's all yeah. it's called No Way Home. No, no Way Home, yeah. No so, Way I mean, Home, I, eh? Homey. I guess before we discuss this, we will set, tell everyone we're not going to spoil anything. We're only going to discuss things, I guess, that you've seen in major trailers. So or we'll be as vague as possible. We'll just be vague. Let's just be vague. Yeah, I'll just say, I mean, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Uh, Spider-Man was always like one of my favorites growing up, uh, especially the Sam Raimi films. And if anyone read it, like the Ultimate Spider-Man comics were, were mm. so, so, so good. Um, and I've always liked the MCU Spider-Man films, but never been blown away it never really it felt more like james bond jr to me like he had all these gadgets and friends spider-man doesn't have gadgets <laughs> yeah. and friends no um, he's bloody broke he's delivering pizza he's yeah well they did they did do some of that in the comics in the marvel comics fairly recently but i never really vibed with it um so this one i felt was like they really nailed the tone of a spider-man film like it felt I don't know, it had everything. It had the drama. It had the kind of Peter Parker getting, like, the shit end of the stick, which is his character trait. He always gets the shit end of the, stri- of the stick. Um, and it was... Um, I kind of knew some of the spoilers anyway, but it still blew me away. It still blew me away. It was fun. It was really good. I think good. if you're a, if you're a Spider-Man fan, you're welling up <laughs> emotional. If you're a Spider-Man fan, definitely avoid as much as possible before you go into this because there's a lot which, when it happens on the screen, like experiencing it with people and experiencing their initial reaction to these things happening, is like a one a once in a lifetime opportunity. It, it um, kind because, of is though, like the way yeah. the way people reacted. Were they were they loud in your theater? Because in mine, would, they were so loud. I wouldn't say loud, but, you know, people were reacting and, you know, that's something that doesn't happen all that often. It's like being at a wrestling match. Like, people were, like, (laughs) chanting their favourite characters as they came on screen. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Come on. Come on, whoever. Well, obviously, in terms of, of, like, spoiling things, these, these characters were in trailers, so if you don't know about these characters, then stop listening for a bit. But Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina, even though it's been like 20 years since they were last on screen portraying these characters, they step back into the roles like effortlessly. And it's almost like Willem Dafoe has been away going, I wish I bloody did this when I was Green Goblin. That would have been great. And he brings so much like just he's so, so, so sinister to the point where I'm just like, I, this is a, a superhero movie in the MCU. I'm scared. I'm a bit scared. I'm like, this guy is, he's bloody unhinged. Somebody to stop him. Yeah. They did a little bit of digital de-aging as well. I think it's maybe the best version of that I've, ah, I've seen. I wasn't 100% sure about I'm not that. Sure, I'm not but... sure about Willem, but I think Alfred Molina, definitely. Yeah. Like he looks... I mean, it looks a little bit digital, but it looks pretty good. Considering uh, you, you mentioned this before. Consider how many moving parts there are in this film, and how many 
plot threads they need to bring in and sort of give enough time and conclude in a way that makes sense but also respects a lot that came before it and the fact that they've got Doctor Strange milling about because <laughs> obviously when you got when you got Doctor Strange milling about you're like well I could just do that can't he? he could just do this but everything feels like it's got a place and everything feels like it's earned and it is yeah. like genuinely quite it's like quite a, it's emotional like the drama emotional, is definitely there yeah tense um, you care for people that perhaps you didn't think you ever cared about yeah or you didn't you didn't think oh I didn't and I don't know it just offers up so much there's so much possibility now and while, while obviously we we mentioned about Ghostbusters being like a nostalgia fest and it was more or less just firing a lot, a lot of nostalgia at you this film again without spoiling anything feels like it understands what came before it respects it doesn't like it respects everything about it. it doesn't like remove certain elements of things and just everything give you a bit is of it as it was like they haven't changed everything is as it, it was fit this film all the character quotes are still there yeah and all things the, that perhaps the, yeah. could like certain certain villains for example could easily just be cameos but they're given a, a, a enough of a working part in the in the movie that that they're they're inclusion in it is important makes sense so i mean i i think i said before like all it exceeded all expectations um and you know i i don't going into films i try not to have huge expectations anymore because i've been so disappointed in the past <laughs> but honestly how 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 it can t- how i can go from thinking this about tom holland spider-man ah he's all right and he yeah oh, he's pretty cool yeah to thinking oh my god he absolutely, he absolutely nailed that. Yeah. Like, and yeah, it gives him, in terms of a character arc across the whole trilogy, Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home, it's pretty spectacular, you know? It is good. Uh, I think this film, because you get a lot of films that are like nostalgia-baity kind of films. I mean, this is the gold standard for how to do it, where you're not just uh, bringing things up as reference points, even like the Resident Evil movie was bad for this. Just bringing stuff up as as cultural references that don't really impact the story in any way no. properly. Whereas this, like, it has all of that, and it does all uh, the fan service, but it all works like really well I, for the story. I will. I, I'm not going to say this line because I'm hoping because you know for for me to experience this, but I'm hoping you'll you'll know exactly what line I mean. There's a certain line uttered by a character, who, well, uttered by Willem Dafoe, we'll say. And he says a certain line that has become, that is obviously a meme, has become I'm a meme. I'm a big mini <laughs> face. <laughs> and when he, when he said that line, yeah. that is a meme, like you, oh my God, I was like, that is absolutely perfect because it's, it, it was integral to the story. It made sense for the character to be saying that, but also it's something that's been meme worthy for the last 20 years. And it just slotted into that um, script effortlessly and i was like that is amazing i'm i'm all over it it's also, it. it was awesome i think it's it's kind of made me excited about mcu movies again to see what yeah. what happens from here and it was and it was funny without feeling like it needed to be like oh here's a joke here's a joke here's a joke well we're making a, a laugh we're laughing about that but now we're trying to survive didn't feel like that it felt genuinely yeah. funny i was laughing at a lot of stuff um and and you know the the um the chemistry between some of the characters that you know chemistry we hadn't seen before between two characters 
was like out of this world. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say like, I wouldn't say it's a perfect film, but in the same sense, I don't think Endgame is a perfect film, but they're not, no. they're not those kind of films. They're more like, uh, it is a bit like going to a wrestling match and watching yeah. your favorite wrestlers all come together and team and team up and get into scraps and, I don't know, like, it, yeah, yeah, it's more like a, it's, it's the, it's the equivalent of like somebody's theme music hitting when they've been out injured for two years, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and then being like, oh my god, what are they doing? I mean, <laughs> one of the reasons I love wrestling because, like, how many thing, how many things that you watch give you that sort of? You can't watch a football match and then suddenly. I don't know. Yeah. So an old an old footballer come just just enters the match like yeah, yeah. Good fun. Um, I don't think I watched. I don't think we had time to watch anything else this past week. It's been been pretty busy. Um, I I oh, know I watched Tick Tick Boom because um it's on, oh, yeah. on the list. Um, what else? Good I think sw- I've been reading good tons. Good yeah, swerve. yeah. <laughs> what do you uh, mean? <laughs> I. I saw Antlers. I think you discussed that already. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, previously, some great uh, creature design. I thought some genuinely good gore as well. Like corpses have never looked as good. Um, it's a good yeah. looking film. I don't know how I felt about it plot wise, but it was a good looking film. I thought it was okay. I thought it had a lot going for it, but it, I thought um, it was okay. Didn't do anything that interesting. I don't think. In terms of, I yeah, saw I you mean, rate one movie. That you, oh, yeah. rate, that you didn't like that i was like <laughs> oh no we don't to watch that <laughs> well this was a this was a film that i watched it and then i don't know i woke up the next day annoyed because i was like oh i can't believe i watched that last night it annoyed me um so i watched better watch out so in terms of festive horrors that was one from the last like i don't know five years or so that i not seen and i think both you and andy said yes we're definitely worth checking out um one thing, Virginia Madsen's in it from Candyman. If you remember that, she's uh, the mum character who just spends most of the film uh, away. This film, if you don't know anything about it, is really going to pull the rug out from under you in terms of what. You, so I'll give it kudos for that because I didn't see it see it go in a certain way. Um, but I don't know. I just really didn't enjoy it. You know, when you're just like, I mean, again, kudos to a particular actor because his performance made me generally want to murder him. And yeah, yeah so kudos, kudos <laughs> to him as well. But I feel like the film, it kind of reveled. And again, maybe this is the point. So I'm saying I didn't enjoy the film, but maybe, but maybe that's the point, you know. I feel like it kind of reveled in this sort of like toxic atmosphere it created. And it's got like this entitled character at its centre. And the thing I find most frustrating about it is that there were no pretty much no consequences for this person. And um, again, yeah. maybe that's the point. <laughs> maybe that's the point because it says people like this will exist, not to this extreme, but yeah, people like this will exist um, and not and never be held accountable for their terrible, terrible actions. But I think he is one f- an awful person. Uh, he's an awful but... person. I've, but I think one thing that. I think the most interesting character spends half of the film just tied up. And in terms of, in terms of conclusions to a film, I don't think I've ever been less satisfied. I was like, right. Okay. Now, now now this has got to happen. Surely. Right. Okay. Surely now this, and then it just ends. And I was like, isn't it, I mean, spoiler alert, isn't the end just that he's got away with it. 
pretty much like but it feels then, like he's not going to and then pretty much that's that's the ending and but we do see that some one of the characters survives and is going to hospital but then there's a sting at the end sorry i'm spoiling it if you don't want to spoil it for better watch out 2016 is better watch out skip forward like 30 seconds but he there's a sting at the end where he's like oh maybe we should go to hospital to see if she's all right so he's obviously trying to say that he's going to go and i don't know how i don't know how believable it was either you know like i understand that there are there are little bastards little entitled bastards like this but how believable is it in terms of a? <laughs> I don't think Dex- they were aiming. I mean, it is as believable as Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, more so to be honest. I think I hated him so much, Luke. I hated him, and again, <laughs> kudos to the character because when I really do hate a character, like this is the thing. Even if a film seems like it's kind of good, if I hate the character beyond all comprehension, it really does ruin the film for me. So I think the last film I mentioned about that was the film. Her smell with uh, what's her name from Invisible Man in it? The lead actress from oh. Invisible Man. It's kind of like oh, Elizabeth Moss. Mm-hmm. Her character. So, in terms of a film, I think it's quite well respected as being like a interesting take on a, a a fictional rock star and her like problems with with addiction and stuff. But the character was so like horrific and i couldn't get on board with it it just ruined the whole film yeah. for me like i couldn't watch it and i feel like that was the same with this film it's almost like um yeah it's like there's no main character with any redeeming qualities at all um but i mean i don't know what you mean because i remember feeling kind of dirty after watching better watch it in fact i watched it with cat um i'm ask if she remembers that um yeah. but i quite enjoy those kind of horror movies that do make you feel a bit sick like mm. i can't believe that ended I quite like stories where the bad guys win. I don't know, there's something about that that's quite unexpected. And I feel like there's been a big prank played on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, enjoy, I quite enjoy it. Do you know Do you know how Get Out ends? So again, spoilers for Get Out, sorry. Um, yeah, so police... I know how it was supposed to end as well. Yeah. yeah. So a police, a police car turns up and you think... And I quite like oh, the way my... it was supposed to end. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel exactly the same. I feel like if it ended like that, Oh my god, and I kind of felt like if there Just, was sorry, I think we skipped over it. The, the original ending was that the police car turns up as it does at the end, and then obviously he gets arrested for murdering this white family. Mm. Um, but is yeah, it arrested or is it just executed? You know, I don't, oh, I don't, know. I don't, I don't, don't know, don't know actually, to be honest. Um, I kind of thought better watch out needed something like that. Where I don't know, perhaps it would have been nice. Perhaps a certain character fights back, but then maybe the the antagonist does get his comeuppance. But then when the authorities turn up, it just looks like she's gone nuts. And maybe maybe the antagonist has set it up to make it look like. Yeah, I've got to say, I admit, although I enjoyed the film as it is, I think having something happen right at the end. That would mean he got his comeuppance would have felt really good as a, as a watcher as a viewer it would have been a bit of a fist pumping moment oh, God, yeah, God. So that's what it needed wasn't it because you kind of when you watch a film and it doesn't have a, a satisfying conclusion you come out of it genuinely like a bit agitated like oh i need to see some twat get his head kicked in there let's <laughs> put ufc on for god's sake <laughs> gonna have to watch that jake paul fight oh what's that he won oh for fuck's sake nothing's happened in my way oh god yeah, I don't think that Jake Paul fight is real. 
Did you see oh, that? Yeah, I saw a little twisty. Yeah, I don't know. Um, also, like, um, oh, this is completely off topic. Uh, in the tweets, re- replies to that thing, there's so many tweets that have just said the same thing. Jake Paul is the next, is the next best fire in the world. He's the next Tyson. And obviously, like, someone had paid, like, a bunch of <laughs> yeah, AIs yeah, yeah. or something to like, just like, yeah. post that. So it's dead. It's so dodgy. It's so, so dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, it's, a real, it's a real life horror. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then, um, did you watch anything else? So, Bet Watch Out, which you said was the best movie you'd seen all year. Um, what else did you, Antlers? That was it. That was it, I think. Um, that was it. Apart from, the, well, this film, which I didn't actually watch this week, I watched it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I'd say I watched it a couple of weeks ago as well. So, my memory may be hazy. Hazy, foggy. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, because we both watched it around about the same time. So we were like, let's do an episode on it because mm-hmm. the director's previous film uh, was some something of a something of a critical hit. So we thought, you know, and plus, like foreign language films, it's, we don't cover them all that often on this podcast, do we? No, no. Good so to what is today's... To do that. So today's movie is... Titan is a 2021 horror film. I am Titan. <laughs> I am Titan. <laughs> it's just French for titanium, right? I am Titan. I am. Go on. I hate. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that song. So I'm like, well, well what about uh, adamantium? Eh? Oh I yeah, you think you're titanium? Adamantium. I'm adamantium. What's wait? What it's is the that? game of Adam- top trumps? Well, adamantium is good because it's not real. It's like right, a, it's the Wolverine bones. Vibranium, I don't know. That feels like the one they made up in the MCU just because they're, they didn't. They're definitely have... made up. <laughs> Vibranium and adamantium are definitely made up, but which one's stronger? Vibranium is what they use. You know, there's electric shock chairs you had at, at uh, theme parks. <laughs> we had to sit down, put your hands on the vibranium <laughs> we, balls. We, we mentioned that. We mentioned that like a couple of weeks ago. So. <laughs> yeah. What about unobtainium? Unobtainium <laughs> is a, the latest cryptocurrency. Oh yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, Dogecoin. Yeah. Okay. So, Titan is a 2021 horror <laughs> film written and directed by Julia Ducournau. The French-Belgian co-production stars Ag- Agathe Roussel in her feature film debut as Alexia, a woman who, after being injured in a car accident as a child, has a titanium plate fitted to her head. I guess if you say anything else other than that, it is going to venture into spoiler territory, which we will obviously discuss uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. throughout. Um, so it's weird because on IMDb, the... Yeah, the, I was going to say, the, tag, the, the movie description is weird because it gives you a movie description and then it gives you a description of what titanium is. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. So it just says, following a series of unexplained crimes, a father is reunited with the son who had been missing for 10 years. Now, I read that. And I reckon I was like an hour into this film, and I'm like, this ain't the same film as yeah. just as that description. What's yeah. happening? Uh, so obviously, this film was directed by Julia Ducournau, who also directed the movie Raw, 2016 mm-hmm. coming you... of age horror drama. 2016, yep. Jeez, which Jesus I watched. Christ. What did you think about that one? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, very similar sort of um, atmosphere, vibe, cinematography, performance, I guess, central performance as well. It's kind of like understated, but... Um... Yeah, it's like a, a French 
I don't know. It, it feels like you're watching film festival films. <laughs> like it's got that film festival cinema vibe where it's like a kind of more of a drama angle in a more of a naturalistic dialogue style. Yeah, uh, but the added genre elements are, are there on top. Yeah, yeah, I like it there. I, yeah, me too. A fan, yeah, fan yeah. of like um, French, like French cinema as well. And I even reckon I recognised the actor dude in it, the one who's behind you, who's pretty much purple. <laughs> he looks like Blue Steak. He looks, he looks like his steak's been. How do you like your steak? He definitely likes it straight off the bone. Where's that guy? Uh, Vincent Linden. I like my steak, Vincent Linden. Vincent Linden. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this was this was something. I think so. It's been out on demand for a while, but I think I think it is hitting cinemas in the UK right at the end of the year. Um, but I think they I think it's been submitted by France to the Academy Awards for Best International Feature. I think mm-hmm. it's been winning loads of awards as well, or at least it's been nominated for lots European Film Awards, Critics Choice Awards, for example. Um, so yeah, but I think from the word go, I knew I was probably going to get into something weird, especially when I started looking at little one one line reviews on Letterboxd. Yeah, well, so the reviews are not actually as high as I thought they would be. Um, so, I mean, when this was first, people were first watching this film, all over film Twitter, people were saying it's the best thing they've seen all year. Um, but IMDb has it at 6.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics at 87%. But I feel that that may be because there's not a huge amount of reviews on there. Uh, the audience score is 85%. 3.7 on Letterboxd, which is where I thought it would be a bit higher. Um, Ginger Snaps wrote, I fucking hated every second of this movie. Five stars, best movie ever. Um, so I think she's commenting on the kind of uncomfortable nature of the film. Yeah. Um, and then Frederick Von Fake put, Titan tries to be three entirely different movies. A, go-go dancer girl is a serial killer, goes on an albeit short rampage. B, girl pretends to be the missing son of a broken family. C, lady fucks a car and gets car pregnant, which is another genre. It's its own genre of movie. <laughs> yeah. I think Cars is in that genre as well. And Cars too. Yeah. Uh, there is, there's, uh, there's a, that is a condition, isn't it? I, I mean, Kat showed me a TikTok. It was a guy who was married to his car. Oh, yeah. I've definitely and seen that. <laughs> it was pretty funny to watch. But there's a bit where he, he says sometimes he just likes to get under it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like sm- smooching the bonnet and stuff and like caressing its uh, rearview mirror and stuff. I mean, it's, pre- it's, it's pretty funny, but, you know, uh, if, if, he's, if it makes him happy. Yeah, uh, exactly, as as it, yeah. If you don't do it in public, makes him really don't, happy. Don't, don't, don't do it in public. Come on, keep it to would, yourself. Close yeah. the garage door. Whatever happens in there stays in there. What are you going to yeah. say? How would you fuck a car? Is what you're about to say? Because <laughs> in your head, fucking a car, you're like the exhaust. Yeah, that that's the the obvious. I mean, I'm just so sexy. But <laughs> <laughs> but then the exhaust. I mean, I'm not talking about my. Let's not talk about girth here. But the exhaust's pretty wide. I think yeah. you're not going to be able to get any level of. I mean, friction. I. I w- I guess that's not the aim. I don't know. And then on the contrary, uh, you know, if you're being a, a receiver in this in this car sex relationship, gear stick. I, I mean, how but, does that work? Just 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 gear stick. I don't. Know. I, mean, I don't know because they're too big. Just gear stick. Yeah, I mean, big. in Americans they have gear sticks. 
Do they? I thought they mainly had automatic think, automatic cars. I think mainly, yeah, but stick shift in America does exist, I believe. Yeah, you know who has stick shift cars in America? People who have sex with their cars. <laughs> People who have sex with their cars. People in horror movies who need to leave immediately have stick shift <laughs> have stick shift cars. Oh no, yeah. I've got to get into gear before I drive off. Oh fucking ain't that hard. Yeah. Some some somebody once asked me to reverse their automatic car into a space because they couldn't do it. This is true. Yeah. In a car park. And I literally didn't even know where to start. I was like, wait, what? Well, it's like a handbrake, isn't it? That has more modes. Like uh bizarre it is my dad drives an automatic and every my time i've driven it, it, it it's really fun because you have to worry about gears. i don't know it's I, dead easy it's dead nice i feel like i don't worry about changing gears now i'm definitely at a point where i'm comfortable enough it's just it is kind of do you ever do that, that thing where you're like you go whoops like you've actually gone uh to the wrong gear or it's oh, yeah. your hand or something or you're not even in gear <laughs> oh shit <laughs> yeah. sorry we try, try to pull away in third what's going on here yeah. <laughs> car shaking. It's like you're going off road. <laughs> That's basically getting fucked by a car. That is. I mean, yeah. if we're talking yeah. about getting fucked by a car, I've been fucked by a car like loads. Like a car just before Christmas deciding that. Yeah. We've all been all, fucked financially. Here's all the time. lights. <laughs> yeah, not Christmas lights, all the all the warning lights going off at the same time. For fuck's yeah. sake. That's being fucked by a car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, in terms of what you just mentioned, it is kind of like that. It is kind of three films in one. And I think it's quite jarring when it goes from a certain genre as such, a certain act. When it goes from one act to another act, it is quite jarring. And it did kind of make me feel like, ah, oh, no, get back to that stuff. I prefer that stuff. Well, so I feel like um, this film, I was even trying to, because it's been a little while, so I was trying to think about it. What is this film actually about again? Um, and it feels more like a kind of fluid sensory film rather than one that you like logically look at and go, yeah, oh, that plot leads to that plot bit and that plot leads to that bit. We have the third act climax. Like it definitely doesn't, it definitely feels like it's going for something a bit different. And I was trying to work it out and I saw someone mention a review. It's kind of about gender fluidity and um, there's that bit and kind of showing the difference. But I mean, late at the end of the film, she does the, the, the sexy dance that she did at the car at the start of the film, but like the the setting and the reaction is completely uh, opposite because she's now at that point a boy, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird one. It's definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's got a lot. Of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of commentary on like gender fluidity, um, re, re, like relationship, father son relationships, I guess. Firefighters. Um, Firefighters, <laughs> firefighters. Um, uh, what kind of what kind of stuff could the car sex stuff be saying? That's something about. Just I don't know. I guess I guess something about sexuality without. Um, yeah, maybe like, like uh, not the norm. Uh, yeah, not without, yeah. without gender being attached to to something. I guess it's like an extreme sort of way of thinking in terms of that, um, or maybe thinking. Being a transformer be all right. Yeah, do you think she's got all the old transformer movies on VHS? Sticks them on constantly. <laughs> Why are these boxes sticky? Yeah. Oh, it's oil. It's oil. Don't worry. It's oil. Don't 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 worry about it. I actually re really like. I mean, uh, the the scenes where she does have intercourse with the cars. I like that you really have no idea what's going on. Like, uh, it's no. all kind of. 
close. I mean, you kind of get like the Titanic vibe where the car's shaking and a hand goes against the window and you think, ooh, who's she in That's there it. with? No one. No one. It's bloody, no, it's bloody uh, sat-nav, sat-nav voice. <laughs> yeah. uh, Left, right, closer. <laughs> what's, that, what's that film? Is it called Crash, where they get yeah. off with having sex car crashes? Cronenberg. The yeah. Cronenberg. Yeah, I've not actually seen that one for some reason. Don't know why. Uh, I don't know if I have either, actually. Um, have you but, seen yeah. um, uh, the David Cronenberg directed Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> That'd be very interesting. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, it'd be like Crash Bandicoot, half man, half TNT box. <laughs> It'll explode at any time. You know? Speaking of David Cronenberg, and speaking of Spider-Man and taking a few steps back, I was thinking all the Spider-Man, all the best Spider-Man villains are essentially horror uh, victims, mm. like people who've been turned into monsters. But instead of uh, like the Fly would be a perfect example. Yeah. Instead of like asking someone to blow his head off with a shotgun, he just decides to rub a bank instead. Like it's yeah. almost like just that fork in the road that leads them from horror villain, Spider-Man yeah. villain. There's basically it's only the only two directions you can go in. You can go into uh, finance, I guess. <laughs> finance, marketing. Uh, yeah, but I guess with Titan, I kind of felt like some Cronenberg vibes at times, like not loads, but you know, a few, a few sort of moments of body horror. Yeah, um, yeah. That kind of that kind of happened, and I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, and obviously it's a, it's a great central performance as well. Like she was um, the character of Alexia slash Adrian was equally like kind of in, engaging, but also kind of terrifying. And also you kind of want, it's weird. You kind of wanted to find out much more about her, but you never really, you never really did like what her goals yep. are. Or yeah. We have why, no she, idea. why she does what she does. Yeah. Um, how she became attracted to cars what's the science behind getting impregnated by a motor vehicle well you know the reason she becomes attracted to a car like um, oh of course yeah okay i forgot about this um or the opening gambit yeah um well so <laughs> i don't recognize any you said you recognize um vincent linden well i thought I, I did i did just look at his uh filmography and i don't i thought maybe he'd popped up in let's have uh, a look. what's that what's that trilogy of french crime films with uh, um, the, the, oh, what's it called? I'm terrible. I thought maybe he was in one of them, but it doesn't look like he is. Um, is that with Vincent Cassell? Yeah, Vincent Cassell. He's called like the the something. Lahane, he's in. Oh, he's the cop in Lahane. Okay. You so might recognize maybe him. Maybe I did recognize him from that then. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, he's in tons of stuff. But I think I've only seen Lahane. He also in Lahane, he also played a very drunk man, it says. Maybe we'll look at something else. Maybe we'll <laughs> played a very drunk man. We need oh, you to I'm play a very yeah. purple man. Well, I'm your I'm your absolute <laughs> go-to. Um, also a lot of stuff about masculinity in this film as well, because age um plays a factor into this guy's sort of personality. Um, the fact that he's losing strength, um, wants to like sort of hold on to his youth in a way and hold on to his strength and he's sort of frustrated in that way and maybe oh, how yeah. how his personal relationships i.e. with his son which he probably sees as some level of failure 
how that comes into it as well. Like it's almost like he's been emasculated by losing his strength and apparently losing his son as well. So he's kind of like holding on to those things in any way he can. He's like grasping for, um, yeah, validation, I guess, with both of those things. But yeah, obviously he doesn't come into the movie until about halfway through. Yeah, so so it starts with um, Alexia is a little girl in the back of the car as her dad's driving her somewhere. And I think she's, I can't remember what she's doing. She's singing or trying to get his attention. Um, and they crash. And then... Well, she removes her seatbelt, doesn't she? And I think her dad turns around to say, put that bloody seatbelt on your, your mug. Yeah. Don't be silly now. So, so the crash she, she has like a, a, a titanium plate uh, shoved in her head um, and like a, quite a cool little squiggly line on the side of her head. <laughs> it's a lovely squiggly line, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, it lo- looks pretty sweet. And then as um, soon as she gets out of the hospital, she sees a car. Uh, I, think she, I think she kind of walk, runs past her parents who have their arms open. She goes straight to the car and uh, kisses it or hugs it. I can't remember. I think she kisses it. I think she just yeah. kisses it and says something like, I love you. I don't know if she says that, but she loves the car. So trying to break this down, like, I don't know. Where would you start in terms of, are we are we meant to think that she's just had a head injury? So clearly her, her sort of judgment has been affected by that. Yeah, I think so. I was I always think about this uh, all the time, not stop. Um, so the idea of like people having uh, a person's character is is the soul or is it part of the brain? I think it must just be a mix of stuff, the body and what's going on in the brain because some Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sometimes when people have accidents, like massive aspects of their personality can completely yeah. change. Um, so what about people who wake up and they can speak a, a different language? <laughs> then her accent changes that's always fascinating yeah. i've never been to liverpool but i woke up scouse after falling down the stairs that is weird um very weird i don't know about the front the, the uh language one have that uh, how is that that's some that's i don't know that's, that's a movie in itself shit. that is some mad shit um so yeah so she has this accident and then it, i think it completely fundamentally changes some aspect of it that, that takes her off the path of the normal life and puts her into a, a different one from everyone else. Uh, but it yeah. does some really weird stuff to us. And it, like, when we cut to many years later in the line, she's turned into someone who uh, likes to dance on cars at motor shows in fishnets and gold pants, which um, um, lots of the boys are around. They're enjoying it a lot. <laughs> and so is this some kind of like... So it's like a motor show, though, isn't it? It's not necessarily like a yeah, I think big it's old some... strip club. No, shows, yeah, uh... it's halfway, halfway between. Yeah, it's like a big motor show where people are showing off their cars, and then I guess is this her car? I don't think it is, is it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This is the car. It's a nice car. It's got a lovely flame decal on it. Uh, it looks like every new. I was going to say every new metal fans. Uh, Black, oh, yeah. black short sleeve shirt and combat oh. sauce stars. <laughs> classic, absolutely classic. Uh, or Guy Fieri. He loves or, a shirt. Or, like or, Guy, Fieri. Is, or yeah. Guy Fieri. I don't think I ever had a shirt like that, unfortunately not. It looks uh, like a we... barbecue menu, like a menu <laughs> for like <laughs> flame grilled meats. Flame grilled <laughs> yeah. meats. Uh, but we just get, she just gyrating all over the car. So clearly she's making a bit of dollar doing what she loves because she obviously has got yeah. sexual a uh, sexual attraction of sorts to this car it's, which is it's got fans as well like some fans who kind yeah. of follow her around yeah people want yeah. autographs and there's one fan who like follows her to the parking lot car park um yeah and He's a bit he's a bit aggressive, he's a bit forceful. He kind of wants an autograph initially, then he wants a kiss, like just on the cheek. Um, but then he like forcibly kisses her. Um, mm-hmm. and she ain't having any of that. Who's who's to blame her? But she murders him with, with her weapon of choice, which is a big old long hairpin. Could have been a chopstick, yeah. I wasn't sure. I think it was um, a chopstick, single chopstick. Single chopstick, and she shoves it in his ear. Is that right? She's really good aim. She says to a couple of people, didn't she? Right through the eardrum. Right through the eardrum. She's got very good aim. And also, like, maybe she's just trying to help them. Maybe they've got impacted wax in there. And she's like, oh, I can see it in there. Let me just help you out. Oh, no, I've gone too far. You're not supposed to ever use. I'll keep going. I'll go go all the way through. Keep going. (laughs) All the way through. (laughs) There we go. Perfect. (laughs) Um, So what does she do? She just puts his body in the trunk of the car in the boot sorry i'm using in the boot of the car in the boot of the arse and then she goes to have a shower because she's got loads of dribble on her loads of spit up yeah uh because 
apparently when you when she pops that eardrum, uh, like dri- dribble fell out, dribble the dribble, the dribble valve, um, <laughs> exactly came, yeah. came loose. Uh, yeah, un- unfortunately. <laughs> um, so after internal she- coolant system, she sees everyone as cars. Um, yeah, but then she has, <laughs> then she like she's all alone with that car she was gyrating on earlier. And she's like, well, I've just killed she, someone. She hears something, doesn't she? I think she hears some sort of noise, banging, or it's like Pimp My Ride, because the car is doing that hydraulic thing on the... Yeah. <laughs> is it doing that? In my head it is. I don't even remember. Is it... <laughs> it reminds me of the car from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, it starts walking <laughs> on its wheels. <laughs> that is weird. It goes, hey, hey, what you doing? What happened out there? And she's like, oh, I can't tell you about it. Yeah. And he goes, get inside, opens his doors, and she climbs into him. There's probably something about the act of that that's quite um visually visually stimulating, but obviously probably has got a lot of metaphor to it. Climbing mm. into a car, a bit like a womb. Get into the car. I don't know. I'm just adding a lot of context to it. <laughs> they keep going like <laughs> it. Yeah. That car is basically. What does it a womb, say about right? us as a society? What is it says we live in a society, all right? And it says yeah. all we want it says all we want to do as human beings, all we want is just to return to the womb. That's yeah. all we want. That's why we like staying in bed so much. Nice and warm, cozy. Yeah, that's weird. And we're gonna reevaluate my life and my relationship with my mum. Womb baby. <laughs> <laughs> with your mum. Mum, do you reckon I could just have ten minutes in the womb again? No. <laughs> Get out of here. So, I um do you sleep? Uh, all the way under the covers generally or do you have one one half out one half under I'm usually like one ha- one half out but a leg needs to be out and usually yeah. both arms I would say both buttocks under or <laughs> both buttocks under although sometimes if I'm if I am overheating buttocks on both sides putting the arse out <laughs> putting the arse out of that is is a good way to cool down fairly quickly it is if that feels like a <laughs> That's like uh, where the heat gets in or gets out or the coldness gets in. So <laughs> the only problem is like when you slept to someone else's house and then or and then mum had been in in the middle of the night or something and you know your butt cheeks have been out. It's <laughs> still violated. What about, what about when you sleep at someone else's house and they go, all right, then night, and then you just leave and you're like, what? I didn't leave me a blanket or anything. And you just end up with a tea towel over you. <laughs> Freezing, <laughs> shivering throughout the night. Shivering. Yeah. <laughs> Did you sleep well? Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what does she do? She comes out of the shower, completely nude, butt ass naked, um, stark bollock, stark bollock, stark bollock, <laughs> yeah, stark bollock naked. naked, stark bollock naked, and Tony uh, Stark. She's... That's t- that's Tony Stark's full name actually. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Tony Stark bollock naked man. Um, Tony Stark uh, bollock. She... Naked Industries. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to change the subject here. Bollock, bollock or bollocks means so many different things in British slang. <laughs> so if you start bollock naked, you're naked completely. Naked. <laughs> not anything else. If you get bollocked, it means you're getting told off. You're getting... Uh, yeah, yeah. Getting a, 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 what's the word? Getting told off. Get, reprimanded. Getting told off. Reprimanded. That's the word I'm thinking of. Um if you're the dog's bollocks, you're the best. You're really good. Yeah. You're really good. You're the, you're the greatest. Uh, what else? Which <laughs> is oh, weird. You haven't, you, haven't got, you haven't got the bollocks. You haven't got the guts. You haven't got the guts, yeah. You're, not, you're, you're afraid. Courage. So you can't do that. Yeah. Courage. Is there anything else? Am I missing something? 
I feel like there must be something about getting drunk. I was absolutely bollocks. Bollocks. But even I don't bollocks, know if that sounds yeah. maybe yeah, that sounds about right. You can add, you can use a lot of words for getting drunk. But I think if you're trying to learn Eng, like learn English, especially with British slang, it's difficult because that is mad. I don't think they start level yeah. one. That's bollocks, <laughs> the various uses of the word bollocks. Bollocks, and there are 27 <laughs> different uses for the word. Yeah. I mean, it is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, kind of ridiculous. Um, I like... Uh, I like bollocks. I mean, what are we talking about? I completely forgot. You walk the train of bollocks. Start, bo- start bollock naked, gets into the car, and then has sex with the car. And I think if you're not sure what's like what's happening here, it is a bit confusing because it looks like maybe she's just masturbating or you know giving herself a treat in the car. I don't think it's always it's 100 clear even at this point that she's definitely having sex with the car until you see the car with a little cigarette afterwards. <laughs> well, and then it's you better get out of here. Starts closing. It's quite sleepy. <laughs> Immediately quite sleepy. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of that. We we see she kind of collapses. She collapses like all sweaty and satisfied after getting her end away with yeah, the car. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it. The next instance is we see her home life. We see that she still lives with her parents. So obviously there's a big gap from when she was a kid and she got the titanium plate fitted, but it almost looks like she's got a bit of a, a, a weird relationship with her dad where she he's, they, they don't really interact, do they? They kind of ignore each other in, in, the, in the kitchen. Yeah, I can't remember how that's presented. I think he's sick to the back teeth of her because she lives at home still. Yeah. She, she, she likes um, scoffs down some Cheerios or something. I think she puts the milk in first and it, the dad's like, <laughs> animal. <laughs> and I think at this time, there's something on the TV which is like saying about men. Serial killer. Ser- yeah. ser- a serial killer at large. Certain men have been killed. And I guess we start to piece together that obviously it's been her doing this. Yeah. Um, but her parents obviously don't haven't haven't made any connection like this, and she's got a bit of a distant relationship with them, I guess, because they haven't got an engine. She's not really interested <laughs> in anything they got to say. Yeah. What's that? Have you had your oil changed recently? My what? Get out of here. I'm not interested. Yeah. Um so then oh, then she finds out she's pregnant. How does that work? She just realised her stomach's a bit full. So I think it's obviously one of those things where she's becoming, her, her, her stomach's in, like getting quite big already. So it's obviously yeah. a supernatural pregnancy. Um, but then she, she gets, like motor oil begins secreting out of her. I really um, like that whole vibe of weird body horror, kind of what's actually happening here. Like yeah, what's going on. Because she also so. tries, she also tries to the pregnancy with the hairpin multi fast multi-use hairpin yeah do murders do um robot well, she needs to, she needs to use a, a, a like a wrench or something take it apart take a wheel <laughs> off <laughs> and loosen the lug nuts and then you need the security in, nut take it in for an <laughs> mot i'm sorry yeah, she should have gone to the garage you have a look at this you have a look at this the what oh god Oh, gee. oh no! Oh no! It's terrible. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she fails. Um, 
By the way, when the um, there's the big reveal at the end, were you kind of hoping like a little model-sized car would drive out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have loved that. I would have loved like that. A garage door Vroom. opens. Well, just like does a, a little jump. There's a little jump out. <laughs> it's like a, yeah. a little scale electric car. There's a, Pop, like there's a hot wheel coming. There's like a loop to loop around this that, track that starts, Vincent Linden to put together. <laughs> starts doing starts doing donuts. Little tanker truck slips out. Slips out. Uh, yeah. So yes. Yeah, so how how long is this pregnancy like until it goes full term? So. Oh, just a few weeks, I'm thinking, right? I don't know. I don't know what the time scale is, but that sounds about right. Yeah. I don't think she's with the fire guys that long. No, I don't think yeah. things happen quite quickly. I wouldn't say there's too much time that goes by. Yeah. Um, so after this, Alexia, like she goes to a house party. There's her co-worker, Justine. Uh they get it on and for- to what end does Alexia murder Justine? It's a bit weird, isn't it? I, I thought it was a bit unnecessary. Um, is Justine trying it on a bit heavy? I don't think she is. I think it's the other way around, isn't it? And yeah, then... I think maybe there's a little bit of... It seems like they're both into it. It doesn't ever oh, seem she like she sees She sees metal in the nipple piercing, like where oh, yeah. a normal person would have I a fairy. I remember now, light. yeah. I remember now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she bites on it. She probably tears at it. Like it's painful yeah. looking. I'm like, how did you, how did they film that without doing it for real? I mean, they probably did it for real. You'd be surprised though with nipple piercings, like how much uh, stretch. <laughs> I mean, you know, you think a stretch Armstrong has gone too far and it goes out a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Just push it a little bit further. I always feel like if you had braces and, and you're nibbling on a nipple piercing, you might get like some kind of. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! Oh God! Like when you've got filling and you eat a bit yeah, of tinfoil. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I meant. Uh, that's a, that's one of the worst feelings in the world. Also, also nipple piercing. I mean, I've I don't have nipple piercings. Uh-huh. Have you ever witnessed? Have you ever witnessed? <laughs> what? Somebody, somebody of nipple. I've seen this a few times. I've seen somebody a few nipples. Ni- some. <laughs> I've seen a nice pet. <laughs> couple. Somebody, somebody of nipple piercings rubbing like the what's the thing called in the shower the spongy thing the the netty spongy thing like a oh uh, yeah loofah yeah yeah rubbing that across and then it gets caught in one of the little holes yeah, i have i it. did have a nipple piercing um this, this is a fantastic piece of information i had it because skip wanted one our friend skip oh, yeah. um and he said i only get one if, if someone else gets on with me and I, yeah uh and i said i'd do it if you paid for it and then he said yeah okay and then we both oh. held hands as we laid on the little bed <laughs> and you both then, walked uh, out with prince albert's nipple, <laughs> nipple piercings uh tongue piercings eyebrow yeah. piercings or the whole shebang and we both walked out with like holding our t-shirts away from our nipples for the rest of the day <laughs> um i had it for it, quite i had it for a while it, it didn't hurt actually that bad but because um I was brought up around loads of dogs. Dogs have a oh. habit of jumping up and like pouring it stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh dear. I, I took it out eventually. It, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't service, servicing me in my life. No. Did you keep forgetting about it as well? Like you went, oh yeah, there he is, cheeky boy. Mm. Yeah, it was a nightmare going through the metal detector at the airport, wasn't it? 
I can't even, even <laughs> the idea, because it's so long ago now, even the idea of like taking it in and out seems kind of foreign to me now. Like, yeah. I can't, I don't know how that works. I know what you mean. I used to have this like snake bite piercing just like underneath my lips. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's really weird because even now I've still got the holes and I sort of see them and I'm a bit like, God, can't I can't even remember like getting it done or what? Yeah. What, like putting it in that i remember the balls used to fall off you'd be like oh no where have they gone my balls isn't it weird like i mean the amount of people who like stretch their ears at that point in time is that even yeah. still a thing people do, still do that because it got crazy I, I think a lot of people have just got it's just like the leftovers from all those years ago people have stretched ears yeah i think i went up to like 15 millimeter 15 mil in this one but when i took it out it did pretty much go back to nothing hmm that's interesting you healed Wolverine over here. Yeah, it did. It was over such here. An unpleasant feeling when you were stretching. That was so burny. Uh, like almost as probably almost as bad as when we had to wear face masks for that entire weekend. Because <laughs> like my ears were going to fly off my head. <laughs> your ears have been like <laughs> sawn off your off the side of your head. Thank <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, so Alexia, she tries to have a go on the nipples. Justine's like, you're pulling on too hard, and she's like, no, Brad nipple twister um, yeah and then at some point they're on the sofa just chilling for some reason but and then alexia murders justine with the hairpin again yeah and then i think the problem is this time someone sees it or there's more people in the house there's like, loads of people at, at home isn't there so there's like someone starts coming down the stairs what's going on here then or something yeah and she kills him they have a bit of a tussle and she kills him with a chair leg Shoves a chair leg like into his. Oh yeah, this was pretty gross. I remember yeah. now. Yeah. Um, it got quite, it got a bit comical. Like she kills someone else, and then yeah. she go phew, and then someone yeah. else goes, "Oh hello, what's all this then?" <laughs> someone come in ah. and go, "All right, guys, all right, this is the party, did I? I'm here now, I'm ready." Like, Everyone's naked for some reason. Everyone's yeah. nude. So I think then she kills another girl, and it's after that. No, another girl runs, hides in the room, and then a big dude comes out. And, yeah, she and kills there's, him there's dead a... easy. She, it's so much. She's like snaps his head like he's a hamster. It's because like... she, she like, she says something to him and then hugs him, doesn't she? That's all it takes to kill. That's his biggest weakness. She, she gets close to him and then she gives <laughs> him a big old nipple twister and he goes, ah! and then she shoves. I was going to say she gave him a Chinese does. burn, but I don't think you can say that anymore, can you? Uh. <laughs> arm twisty you gotta say you gotta arm say burn. i don't know does anyone twist, do that anymore does anyone even do that anymore i can't remember the last time i received one it's around the time i got a dead leg do you remember dead legs and dead arms i do remember dead legs and dead arms yeah brutal absolutely Her brutal horrific yeah like you'd be you'd be taken out with a dead leg you could be taken out for the whole break time at school yeah i mean that's i mean that can't be good like the injuries that probably linger in people's I mean, what they, they hit you so hard, you couldn't use your leg anymore. <laughs> yeah. People exactly. used to punch you and they'd use their like knuckles, like as if they were Wolverine's claws. They'd like yeah. stick a little one out just to get dig into the, right into the muscle. There we go. I did get I did get the booster jab over the weekend. And that <laughs> like, the, the two days <laughs> afterwards felt like felt like a dead arm. I was like, what have they done here? They've jabbed it way too hard. Yeah. It takes the takes the piss. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, Alexia does a murder of everybody, and then I think she realizes this might be a step too far. I've been murdering people one by one, 
keeping it on the down low. But now I've murdered four people in one go, so I should probably <laughs> cover my tracks. So she See, goes. I, home. I like her kind of she rage, not rage quit, but she just decides to opt out of her life and just sets the house on fire. And the parents are like in bed still. I think even the mum like opens her eyes and goes, "Hey up!" And then she just closes the door and locks it. Yeah. It is really harsh. Yeah, it's harsh. I like that. What did you say? Rage quits life. What did you say? Well, it's kind of opts out of like a opts out, current... opts out, opts out of life. Like it's I mean, a mailing list. Can no I thanks. just opt... <laughs> excuse me? Can I just opt out of this experience? I'd love to just do that. Yeah. Let's just do. Let's just do that. Let's normalize. Twitter does all the time. It goes, hey, why don't we normalize this? And it's something that's definitely been normalized already. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's normalize opting out of life just for a day, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Put your out of office on. Just eat a whole box of Maltesers and watch um, Thundercats. Top Gear. Top Gear. <laughs> that's uh, Alexis' favorite program, Top Gear. That was it. I, I, I assume so. He's either that Transformers, like we said, or yeah. Bike and Mice from Mars. I don't know if she's Ooh. into that, actually. Yeah, probably not. Uh, so, yeah, after setting her own house on fire, locking her parents in there, she goes and does the classic in a, in a bathroom mirror, I guess, like, where is she? Wait, so she's seen, I think she's seen some sort of poster for a missing boy. And yeah, then she yeah. goes, I could do that. Face, I mean, I it's do that pretty. Boy. Yeah, yeah. And then she, <laughs> so it's, so it's I like, do a great okay. impression of a boy, like looks exactly like that. So it's this a boy, brutal. Who, so it's a, oh yeah, yeah, it is brutal. But a boy who disappeared ten years ago, age seven, so would now be seventeen, which is weird because I'm guessing Alexia, late twenties, possibly mid twenties, mid to late. But, but she's female, so she's maybe can pull off that kind of. Boyish, boyish. I don't know. I mean, so, so she, she, she cuts her hair, yeah. And then what else does she do? She cuts her hair, um, and she tapes down her breasts, and she's got like a her, her stomach's getting pretty damn pregnant right now, um, which she is tapes that down quickly. Just tape that yeah. down. It's as, it's as easy as that, you know. If you're <laughs> if anyone's if anyone's heavily pregnant out there, and you're sick sick of looking at it, and you're like, oh, god, just tape it down. You know, you're able to fit into anything. Just yeah. tape it down. That's how it works. And then she breaks her nose, but like in the most horrific, brutal way possible. Because you think in movies, if someone breaks their own nose, they usually snap it, punch themselves, run into a wall. This is horrific. She just like aims at the corner of a sink, like bends yeah. over, sort of like gives herself a couple of practice runs and then just flings her face at the corner of the sink. I just don't think I could do that like ever, like not. No, in that I way. feel like I'll go, I'll commit to 10 other um, face-altering things before mm. I want to smash the central part of my nose. You know, she could just take that down. <laughs> tape, every- <laughs> tape, tape everything down. It's a bit of creative taping. She could well, I've taped model down, that. I've taped down my breasts. I've taped down my pregnant stomach. I've taped my nose down. And I've taped my eyes shut. <laughs> so if anyone goes, oh, you're that murderer woman, just go, no. She didn't even need to cut hair. She could take that in. <laughs> she couldn't tape the hair down. She taped it down. <laughs> so, yeah. Walking around I've... like a gaffer tape uh, mummy. I, Hello, I I'm kinda... your son. <laughs> How's, this work? How's this work again? I, so I, she... I, was, 
I was confused by this. So I understood that she was changing her appearance. But then when she so she turns up at the police station, pretending to be the boy, the 17 year old boy, Adrian Legrand, a young boy disappeared 10 years ago, age seven. And luckily, of all the people she could have chosen, luckily, she's chosen the son of a man who will literally believe anything you say to him as long as you tell him you're his son. So, you know, you could, could, she didn't even have to do all that. She uh, hair cut no. in, nose fit. She's just gone, gone in. And he would have believed it straight away. Uh, yeah. So I guess, again, there's probably a lot of interesting subtext here um, in terms of like, I don't know, accepting somebody who decides to change their gender, accepting somebody who decides to. Um, and also, like again, yeah, the relationship between the father and son, the relationship between, um, and again, masculinity comes into it as well, because he's literally willing to accept that Alexia is adrian he says refuse to do a dna test because i think that gets offered we'll do a dna test turns out what's that lyric lizzo i just took a dna test turns out i'm a hundred percent adrian from 10 years ago don't worry about it um but vincent who's clearly got a multitude of problems himself says yeah uh you're my you're my son adrian i'm so glad you're back um, come and work at the fire station where I think where he lives and works. I think he, he lives, lives and works at the fire works, station. And they also have like topless discos. They have topless discos. Also, firefighters. Are they firefighters or are they like at one point they're definitely doing the job of like a paramedic? Oh, I think firefighters do do that. Um, okay. Okay. I think sometimes anyway. Forgive me. But I mean, um, I, get, I don't know. I've never fought a fire before. You never um, fought a fire or a fi- as a fire fought you back. I thought about way. fighting a fire one time. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did that go? A fire thought about fighting me, uh-huh. but I thought about fighting that fire even more. So the fire <laughs> fought the fire, the fire, the fire fighter, you. The firefighter thought about fighting a fire, but the fire did not fight against the firefighter thinking about fighting the fire. That's a good tongue twister. <laughs> That's fantastic. No matter what I would have said then, I'd not be able to outdo that. So I'll let you have the final. I'll let you have the final. The final fault. Uh, <laughs> so there's there's a scene where like we see this fire captain dude like trying to do pull ups. Those nasty pull ups where you're kind of like pulling yourself all the way up over the bar and then mm-hmm. letting yourself drop down. He's doing them and he's struggling and he's angry and he like falls down and he's like ah. So obviously, like age is taking hold. He's he's not as strong as he used to be, even though he's pretty ripped. I'd say he is quite not only ripped; he's really chunky as well. He looks chunky like someone ripped. who could really do some uh, damage to those fires. Get into a rice <laughs> crack with them fires. Are you going to wear your helmet? No, I'm going to get this fire and headlock. Yeah. Make it submit. What's that so, move called with the four figure leg lock? Is that it? <laughs> the four figure firefighter leg lock. My knees are burning. My knees are melting. Then submit. That's him telling the fire that. Submit. Tap out. Tap out. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, all of the firefighters are kind of puzzled. And I think everybody kind of knows that's not Adrian because um, Alexia doesn't speak, appears like androgynous and traumatized and um, sort of like she's been battered, which Mm -hmm. she has by the edge of a sink. Um, but they, there's like a sort of hierarchy of power 
within these firefighters where no one really questions the captain's behavior. I mean, I think a couple it's, of people... Is the, is, are firefighters... I'm pretty sure, like, the local fire yeah. station is not like this. Like, everyone treats the captain like he's a general. Like, or like, oh, a, like a yeah, general, he even like says a general, that. Yeah. Doesn't he, he even says, I'm yeah, God in here or something. Um, yeah, and it's like a one... It's like, he's got, like, a right-hand man who uh, is really, really likes him, does all this studying. I think he wants to be the next captain firefighter or something at some point yeah so i think doesn't he say adrian is now under supervision of this person um yeah under yeah and i think he starts giving more and more responsibility to his son and the reason we're saying son like that is because obviously i think everybody in the fire station knows some someone ain't right someone ain't right um, yeah yeah that this isn't quite yeah so all, have, have we mentioned that uh vincent he also like shoves needles off his butt oh yeah of course so constantly <laughs> constantly every five minutes he's like get another needle on the arse um he's definitely got no fear of needles going into his arse so he's injecting steroids into his aging body which and he looks like um like I mean, in the, behind, in the picture behind me, <laughs> he looks I mean, like this a, is a weird shot. Like in terms of like body horror, this is kind of bizarre. Like he, he's kind of deforming his body with the steroids and he's like, he's, he looks like he's made of like clay looks or like a chorizo sausage in a slightly loose skin, but it's like the pepper he... army guy. <laughs> yeah, well, not really, but he looks uh, like the uncooked pepper army guy. Yeah. But he also it looks, looks like, like he's spicy to, to, to the taste. Oh, yeah. He's hella spicy. <laughs> if he was Nando's chicken, he'd be hot and spicy. He's he a also looks spice like, ball. He looks like he's just got out of a sauna, but yeah. for, for a month. <laughs> like he's been in a sauna for a month. I've been trapped in there for 30 days. I've been trapped yeah. in there for 30 days, but I do look absolutely ripped, don't I? What have you been eating in there? Just the hot stones? Steam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> steam oh delicious steam um but so it looks like he's building up something of an immunity to those steroids um and i guess like, i was definitely thinking he is probably gonna have a heart attack at some point because he looks like he's in a bad way he's flexing mm -hmm. in the mirror and turning even more red i mean you know you know <laughs> it looks like a one single Gammon. giant blood vessel that's about to pop you know, when there's like, yeah. you know there's an angry white <laughs> when there's an angry white british dude on question on question time and everyone says they look like gammon i think we've all seen the picture of like 10 of them all fuming yeah all fuming. Just, he this is like what i voted for when you pull up in the in the lay-by services and there's like a motorbike going like full leather and it's a summer's day he's in full leather and he's taking his yeah. stuff off <laughs> there's always a guy like this in like a gym or swimming pool changing room as well who's yeah. like he just looks like yeah, he does he does look like a blood vessel. He's just Buster Blood Vessel, whatever that guy's name name was. Um so yeah, and obviously he's doing that, but he's like got a lot of other problems as well, because he's incredibly possessive of Adrian and seems to like I don't know, projecting a lot of his problems onto onto mm -hmm. her as well, or obviously he believes it's his son at this moment. And I think we're pretty sure. He does. He genuinely doesn't actually believe that's his son. It's almost like he obviously feels like he failed his son by his son going missing at age seven, mm -hmm. and he's willing to just accept anything 
if it means he can kind of cope with this, I guess, guilt. Um, and it even happens where his ex-wife comes to see um, her son, long yeah. estranged ex-wife. Um, and doesn't she even see Alexia's like tape down pregnant belly? There's also how many moments does this happen in this movie? Alexia goes, I'm just going to have a quick look at my pregnant belly or a quick look, look, look at my boobs because they've been taped down all day. Let's make sure everything's all right. And he just bursts in. He's got yeah. no respect for privacy at all. He's like, right, let's have a look yeah. then. And even though Adrian slash Alexia is covering herself up, never at any point does Vincent go. Well, it's just like it, it doesn't. He doesn't care, I don't think, does he, about the facts no. of what he's seeing. Like he's completely like lost in his delusion and is yeah, kind of content with that. I think mm. he even acknowledges at some point this delusion. He even says, Whoever you are, you are my son. Yeah. Which is like nice. And then he sees the boobs. I'm pretty sure he sees some boobs. <laughs> and he and he yeah. goes, he like sticks he's... to it. He doesn't say anything, but he kind of hugs her or something. Or let's he pulls up the towel. Yeah, I think he's like shocked, but he's like, okay, whatever. Well, that's interesting, um, Adrian. Very interesting. That's interesting, Adrian. Uh, we will not. Wouldn't this, this be weird if the real Adrian turns up as well? What do you think? I think he'd <laughs> yeah. stick with his with his new Adrian 2.0. You'd have, um, have them both. I guess yeah. one thing this does seem to discuss is that, like, when um, when people go through from one gender to another when people make that transition like parents there must be a lot of different thoughts and feelings and you know mm -hmm. confusion that goes along with that um that i guess doesn't get talked about as much obviously because some parents are unaccepting of that which obviously isn't good but for parents even for parents who are accepting there must be a period of time where there is that confusion where you're trying to bring yourself around to that way of thinking if you're supporting that person's which you should be but if you're supporting that person's choice yeah, yeah. um there must be a, a period of time where trying to trying to accept it and trying to understand it for yourself especially if you're a person who's, who's come from a different level of upbringing where those things are a little bit few and far between obviously now in 2021 those things are a lot more commonplace and a lot more accepted mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think it, I think it's talking a lot about that stuff, without sort of it's talk, without sort of expressively doing so. Yeah, I think um, I mean this this film definitely has no problem with pushing certain buttons or or posing certain questions that maybe some people aren't comfortable with. Um, especially uh, in like uh, sorry Luke, but especially sorry? in like a a pretty much exclusively male environment like. Mm -hmm. um, firefighters and you know where 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 clearly like they're all especially with vince um vincent he's got his masculinity he's coming into question so you know there's clearly in terms of a, a dynamic between the firefighters there that the masculinity comes into a lot yeah so to well, have someone in that position who's suddenly like a, almost rise into a position of power sort of like vincent's second in command and yeah. people are unsure of, of of in terms of gender identity. Well, there's the, the really weird bit. So there's there's some like really testosterone fueled disco party that they have, <laughs> where they're they're in yeah. like in with the fire trucks, 
um, and they've got like a DJ going, and it's like some sort of drum and bass music or something, and everyone's just kind of jumping up and down and banging their head. Like it's almost yeah. like a mosh pit. Um, and they, I think it is a bit of a mosh pit because they're kind of pushing each other, and they, they kind of have welcomed Adrian actually, and I think she's he's getting involved, and um, yeah. they're kind of picking him, picking him up and stuff. Uh, but then there's a bit where he gets on top of the fire truck and they're egging him onto dance. And dance, then dance, dance, dance. he does the ex- a very similar dance to what Alexia did on the top of the car at the very start of the film. But the but the, the, the situation and, and the people and the expectations have completely changed. So it's, it's I don't know, it really does push certain buttons and especially yeah, when the because dad... everyone like everyone grows quiet don't they everyone's like hey dance yeah. dance dance and then obviously i meant dancing. the worm yeah <laughs> <laughs> do the bloody worm um but yeah are we made to think it's because i mean has alexia been drinking at this point so she's kind of she, she's kind of out of i think she's just getting more comfortable in her yes yeah, i think she's just becoming more comfortable and in... so they can't identify the murderer by hair no shape, uh, dress or anything, and they get all the suspects like the to line up. Of the go, <laughs> yeah. All of you do a sexy showgirl dance, all right? Which and we'll get we'll identify which one it is. Yeah. So Vincent sees her dancing up on top of the fire truck, and like walks out of the crowd, and then Alexia, obviously reverting back to her identity of this woman, then decides to have sex with a fire truck. Comes from yeah. the circle. Yeah. Um. So there's um. There's also a weird bit where one of the firefighters, the second in command, says to Vince Vincent, "Um, that's not your son. I don't think it is." Um. And then he Vincent like hands him like a gas, like a propane gas tank, and says, "Hold this." Yeah. Walks away, and then it it blows up. Um, so he's he's a, he's a kind of murderer as well at this point, um, but, but we don't get to see what happens to the boy. The boy, we no. just kind of hear him wheezing and sputtering, yeah, uh, which is kind of really effective. Pretty brutal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then as we sort of approach the end of the movie as well, um, oh, I don't think we mentioned that earlier as well. Vincent definitely had some kind of possible heart problem thing i don't think it was a full heart attack but yeah he, he was getting alexia slash adrian to inject the steroids into his ass he's like i can't keep doing this to myself make sure you find a nice piece of buttock which hasn't received <laughs> received the needling um but yeah he has some sort of issue and uh, yeah they collect that's quite and... nice isn't it that, that she kind of but it, it's a weird relationship because there's a there's a point in time where you feel like oh no She's made an error by getting herself in this position with this overly testosterone, weirdly possessive man. She needs to try and get out. But then yeah. there comes a point where she starts to kind of support him because he supports her or yeah. he he doesn't mind if it's her. Like he just wants to, her to be the son that he, he wants that relationship. Yeah. So it's weird. They become kind of codependent in a way. Uh, and I think at the end, it starts to go a little bit scary again when... Uh, she starts to give birth. I think yeah. he reacts a bit weird at that point. Yeah, well, obviously, as her body's breaking down, um, her stomach's like ripping out, and these like big metal plates are on the sides of her stomach. So it's not a not a not a standard pregnancy by any means. 
Um, But as she's like coming to full term, she kind of reveals herself to Vincent. Um, But there's a weird bit where it's almost like she reveals herself, then like starts kissing him. Yeah, it's like she's used, that's like her only uh, defense uh, or like a last ditch effort to kind of protect herself is by being sexy um, and like, and using her sort of femininity. Uh, But then uh, I don't think he's bothered about that or the baby starts to come out. It's like it's honking the trunk. It's going to come out at any point. Yeah. Uh, reversing out. So, as she as she's like pushing as well. Yeah. She the like the side of her skull like splits, and we see that titanium plate that obviously yeah. has been put in her head since the start of the movie. Um, that is revealed. <laughs> 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 and Vincent goes, hang on a minute, look at your brain. Ding, ding, ding. You're bloody robot on there, you Terminator. Little um, little camper van rolls out, and inside there's uh, like a tiny little man driving. Oh, you've had twins. <laughs> <laughs> does she die? She does die. At this the point. Robin Light comes out. Triplets. <laughs> bloody, bloody triplets. Yeah, she, she dies because she's kind of like... Really? Uh, unwrapped herself like all, all the bits and pieces that have kind of, kind of come apart um i mean it's, it's a bizarre concept in what it, the hell is going on with a body who knows uh but then the baby comes out who has like a titanium spine so he's more yeah. even more infused with carpets. i mean that's a, that's a spider-man villain right there yeah i mean i wonder what his power is going to be spine spine strong strong spine uh, strong spine uh, engine light comes on every at least every I wish, eight months. I don't think we got to see the front of the. I oh, know he did see the front of the baby. I don't think it had headlight eyes. It should have had headlight <laughs> eyes. Yeah, um, but Vince like holds the baby and holds it close and says, "Holds it here. too tight." <laughs> <laughs> holds it too tight, and the and the, and the wipers come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit sorry but obviously i guess what we're supposed to believe here is that vincent's going to take care of that baby because that's another um like yeah. replacement for for his son like it doesn't matter doesn't matter if you're like this if you're a, an androgynous woman who wants to be your son doesn't matter if you're a half half boy half car baby you can be a son as well he'll have anyone yeah. as his son um but if adrian does eventually turn up He's going to be hella confused. Yeah. And that, that's kind of how it ends. It just sort of ends with the dad, Vincent, accepting another Adrian or some a new, a new replacement or something. He accepting says, I'm here. Robo yeah. Adrian. <laughs> I am Robo Adrian. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So I've uh, got a bit of name game for you. Oh, very nice. If you're ready for it. Um, so the first one is about a young woman who, as a kid, she's struck on the head by a rogue cork. Years later, oh. she gets pregnant and she gives birth, and, and when the baby comes out, it pops out. Um, is it champagne? Champagne, yeah. Pops right out. Yeah, and everyone cheers. What, what vintage, though? What vintage <laughs> you're talking here? Is it know. a good year? I have no idea about champagne. Prosecco? No. Is that even a champagne? It, it's not a shot, it's just a sparkling wine, that is. Is it really? Okay, cool. Uh, next one. A young girl, a little young girl, falls off of the Nakatomi Plaza and bangs her head. Years later, she gives birth to a tiny vest-wearing action hero. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, McLean. Yeah, 
John McLean. Yeah. Bare feet. <laughs> comes out. Machine gun. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> it comes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and last one. I've not got many. It's quite hard actually to find things that rhyme yeah. with Titan. Uh, last one. A young Brett McKenzie bangs his head on a Concord. Years later, he gives birth to a llama looking friend. Oh, yeah. Great. Uh, he gives birth to, I mean, this is bizarre, but Jermaine. <laughs> Jermaine. Jermaine. Right. Jermaine. Has anybody ever told you you looked like a llama? Tears of a rapper. You're too easily offended. Can't believe you said Can't that. Can't believe you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh... <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to get the joke wrong. My dad, <laughs> my dad, he always campaigned for women's rights. Oh, what did, what, what about your mum? Did she not do that? Oh, no, my dad wouldn't allow it. <laughs> Such a good show. I've not seen it in a long, long time. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Uh, I don't know if I've got, I, I'm trying to think if I've got any for you. I don't think I have. It's only one word. It should be easy. Yes, it, it's not, though. I mean, I can see things about, I can see the cogs. I can see the engine turning in your head. Uh, no, I haven't got one. Sorry. Sorry. No problem. I'm sure if anyone out there has got a name game for Titan, let us know. Come to the Facebook group. Titanic. Um, Titanic. Stephen or or uh, Troy might have one for us. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Fire, fire them at us. Okay. There we go. That's that. Cool. If you need to rate the film, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I feel pretty positive about it. I think I enjoyed, as I said, I think there are, there's a lot going on, but I never really felt too overwhelmed by it. It's a nice sort of strange slice of French cinema. And mm. I enjoyed Raw as well, and it had, this, had similar sort of vibes. So clearly, um, Julia de Cornell, as a filmmaker, um, is very talented. Uh, She's young as well. She's she's like thirty-seven. So you know, mm. to have these two movies under a belt already is pretty spectacular. And um, again, female directors of of horror movies, it's always great to see them get the recognition they deserve. So I would probably rate this maybe like a B plus. Is it a B minus, B standard B? Maybe yeah. a B plus, maybe a B plus, because it's one of those films that I felt like I needed to talk about afterwards. And talking about it here today has been has been pretty good as well. So it's definitely gonna be one that l lingers with me for a while. So I think B plus is fair. Well, I, I was gonna go B plus as well for similar reasons. Um, like it's not an enjoyable film, but it's a super interesting one. But I, I'm actually going to go with an A minus, just because I think it's extremely singular. I can't really think of any films that are quite like this, and yeah. I think that kind of originality kind of really kind of makes it stick out in my mind. And I think many, for many, many years to come, I'll always think of the tiny yeah. Transformer baby that pops and out I mean, at the end. <laughs> and I mean, even though like I did kind of feel like I wanted it to stay more with the uh, serial killer vibes mm -hmm. and stuff now now we've discussed the film as a whole i'm a bit like it probably wouldn't have been as singular um as that if it just stayed with the serial killer vibes you know um revengeful woman on a rampage uh sort of thing i know that it would have had a different side to it with the 
term, uh, Terminator baby <laughs> happening as well. Yeah. But I think the fact it didn't go there and it went in some undis- unexpected directions, it seemed to have a lot of commentary on very interesting topics, on gender, on masculinity, on um, father-son relationships, on uh, murder, murder pins, murder hairpins, all interesting yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're good. Cool. <clears throat> so, um, thanks for listening. Is next week quiz week? Yeah. So, that's um, wow, coming up quick. That's coming around quick. So, this is officially quiz. the last episode before Christmas. So, bloody hell, Merry Christmas. I'm glad we Merry did Christmas. a festive I'm glad we did a festive film. Uh, anything, <laughs> anything, anything festive that happens in this film? I mean, Vincent behind you, he's very red, almost like Rudolph's red nose. So exactly. Yeah. He lights festive. the way through the winters. He lights yeah. the way. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're we're supposed to be going up against the guys from an earful podcast in a quiz episode next week. Hopefully that will go go ahead. Um, I don't know why I'm saying it like that, like it won't, but I'm hoping it will. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that, and that's that's going to be how we round off the year. And I guess we're going to jump in when we jump into January. We will do some sort of roundup of horror movies of 2021 because I think that's usually what we do. Um, yeah, we've got to do like a. Top, top 10 sort top of deal. Top 10, top five, yeah. something like that. We'll see what we did last year and we'll try and replicate that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so thanks for listening again. If you enjoyed this episode, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash. Oh, I was going to say the wrong one then. Uh, patreon.com forward slash horror hangout, uh, where you can get bonus content. In fact, there's some recent bonus content just went live um ben do you want to tell them about what you you i don't think you've already talked about this maybe you did uh, i think we mentioned it last week we mentioned it uh, again so okay so the bonus content is me and andy did a ranking of the halloween franchise uh all 12 movies officially in the halloween franchise and discussed what our favorite is maybe the ones we both chose for number one is a little bit controversial interesting talking point yeah. uh, but yeah, yeah tell us what your your rankings are i think <clears throat> on the back of halloween kills we thought it was going to be we're gonna have a lot to say about it but because halloween kills was a bit of a disappointment it was a bit it was quite low <laughs> down in the list but yeah Go and check it out. I think we'll drop another Horror Hangout book chapter on there before the month is through. Maybe as a nice Christmas present. But well, why not treat yourself? If you get some Christmas money, why not become a Patreon? A patron, sorry. On Patreon. Uh, and get all that bonus content into your inbox. Yeah. Directly. Cool. Uh, thanks, to, thanks to our current patrons. Lane Spencer, John Crinnan, Ben Scaife. Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, Laura Kendrick, Scott Rigby, and Pazuzu. And we have a very new patron, a very special one, because when I read his name, I thought it said Oil Child, which uh, <laughs> right. would be so fitting for this movie. But yeah. unfortunately, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually Ollie Child. Um, so thanks so yeah, much, I'd Ollie. Say, say unfortunately, but fortunately. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, you're not called Oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks Thank very, very much. much. That um, means an absolute, an absolute ton to us, uh, and especially for Christmas, it's like we got a special present from Santa. Nice little Patreon pledge. Lovely. Yeah. Um, thanks to Kovac, Cameron for a few music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show, and thanks to the listeners. Please consider rating and reviewing, um, and 
join the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. And thanks to yeah. Ben for being a right horror dude. Thank you, Luke. Pleasure as always. Merry Christmas. I hope the big fat red man behind you oh. <laughs> brings, brings you all you want. Uh, whether that's a Terminator baby or, you know, just some new pants. Or awesome. uh, syringes for your buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Keep them warm through the night when they're outside the duvet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. Imagine having a constantly warm ass. That's the dream. Cool. All right. Wait, wait, wait. wait. All See you done. later. See you later. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 